Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 9, but we're going to look at a cross-reference today. And we saw in the previous episode the synagogue official whose daughter had died, and he came to Jesus, and he says, if you will come lay your hand on her, she will live. What a point of faith, right? Well, now we're going to jump to Mark 5, and uh, actually going to look at several... uh, uh, hang on a second. My computer wants to know something. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Uh, uh, several verses, right? It's like 22 verses long. So it's a detailed account about this. It starts in verse 21. Now listen to this. When Jesus had crossed over again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and so he stayed by the seashore. So it gives us a little more, oh, a lot more detail about what's going on with this thing. You know, I can't help but wonder, and I haven't really just dug down and drilled down real deep to make sure this is absolutely right. But remember the last time we saw Jesus in Matthew, he had gone over there and, and dealt with the Gadarene demoniac, the Gerasene demoniacs, and they asked him to leave, and he left, and he went to the other side of the lake. Well, now he's come back to the other side again. Is he back in that same region again? Before they'd asked him to leave, right, because they were fearful, now you find out that a large crowd had gathered again. Uh, in Luke, we're going to see tomorrow that they had been waiting for him. They welcomed him and were waiting for him. Well, that's interesting anyway. Regardless, verse 22 of Mark 5 says this. <clears throat> One of the synagogue officials named Jairus, and I, always, I never know how to say this. Everybody pronounces it Jairus, but that's not how it's written. It's written J I. J-A-I-R-U-S, Jairus. I think it's Jairus is probably the correct way to pronounce it. So Jairus came up and on seeing him fell at his feet. So he comes and he sees Jesus. He falls before his feet and implored Jesus earnestly saying, my little daughter is at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her so that she will get well and live. So what's going on here? We saw in Matthew that he comes before Jesus and just point blank says, what? My daughter has just died. You know, she's just died. And now, in this account right here, is saying that she's at the point of death. And these are the type of passages that people point to and say, oh, the Bible's inconsistent and you can't trust it, this, that. No, 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 no. There could be a lot of things going on right here. As a matter of fact, I think they're all probably going on. Uh, it could be the kind of thing that he's saying, well, she's as good as dead. I think that uh, they actually thought that she was dead. And I think by the time we get done with Luke, you're going to find out that she had died. Then why would he say right here <clears throat> that she died? Now he's saying that she's at the point of death. Well, we saw in Matthew in the previous episode that they had the professional mourners already there. Okay? She was lingering right at the point of death. Even when someone died in the Jewish society, they still thought that the spirit hung around them for three days or three days time period. Even though they buried them quickly, they thought the spirit sort of hung around. It's one of the reasons that uh, uh, Jesus tarried when he heard about Lazarus being uh, sick and Lazarus dying. 
He wanted the people to know that he was really, really, really dead. And so here this dad comes up and he's imploring. He's saying his daughter's at the point of death. Will you please come and lay your hands on her so that she will get well and live? The same thing that Matthew said. Matthew said, lay your hand, singular. Here is lay your hands on her so that she will get well. So verse 24, Jesus went off with him and a large crowd was following him and pressing in on him. So this large crowd is pressing in on him. It's very, very crowded. We didn't see this in Matthew. Matthew just covered the basics of it. Verse 25, a woman who had had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but rather had grown worse. After hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak. For she thought, if I just touch his garments, I will get well. So we see more here in Mark of what she had endured, that she had spent all her resources. She tried everything medically possible okay, in that time to receive healing and nothing had worked. So now she stealthily sneaks up on Jesus from behind him and touches his cloak because of what she thought. It was a point of faith, as we talked about in the previous episode. If I can just touch his garment, I will get well. The religious rulers, if you will come touch my daughter, she will live. The bleeding woman, there couldn't be a greater a polarization here. This bleeding woman, the people would not even want to be around her because she would be considered unclean. She would not have been able to have been in any type of temple or anything like that for 12 years because she was unclean. She was unclean. And now the unclean is wanting to touch Jesus. The religious ruler is asking Jesus to come and touch somebody who's dead, unclean. You didn't do that by the law, but he's asking to do it. Verse 29, immediately the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. The second she did that, she was healed, and she felt it. She knew it. Verse 30, immediately, knows that word immediately, immediately, driving home the point in the narrative. Immediately, Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? All these people are pressing in on him. They're all reaching out. They're all doing this. Even his disciples acknowledge this. Verse 31, his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing in on you? And you say, who touched me? Everybody's touching me is what they're saying. And he looked around to see the woman who had done this. See, <clears throat> I love the King James. I think it says something like this. And Jesus, perceiving that virtue had flowed from him, that power had flowed from him, he looked around and he saw the woman. But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. She received healing. She received peace. She received affirmation that she was a daughter of the kingdom, that she was a daughter of faith. Verse 35, while he was still speaking, they came from the house of the synagogue officials saying, your daughter's died. Why trouble the teacher anymore? So something had happened where they had verified that she's no longer there. But Jesus overhearing what was being spoken said to the official, do not be afraid any longer. Only believe. He says, don't be afraid. 
believe. See, the synagogue official to come to him and say, if you come lay your hands on it, it shall be healed. He's telling him to continue on in believing. Don't continue on in fear. Don't fear the situation. Don't fear the circumstance. Believe. Verse 37. And Jesus allowed no one to accompany him except Peter and James and John and the brother of James. They came to the house of the synagogue official, and he saw a commotion and people loudly weeping and wailing. And entering in, he said to them, Why make a commotion and weep? The child has not died, but is asleep. They began laughing at him. But putting them all out, he kicked them out. Remember, we saw that previously. He took along the child's father and mother and his own companions and entered the room where the child was. Taking the child by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kum, which translated means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl got up and began to walk, for she was 12 years old. And immediately they were completely astounded. Uh, four times it was seen, immediately, 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 immediately. Verse 43, and he gave them strict orders that no one should know about this. And he said that something should be given her to eat. Our time is up, but did you notice that the girl was 12 years old? Did you notice that the woman had suffered this hemorrhaging for 12 years? I think there's something significant about that. We'll talk about that more in the next episode when we look at Luke's account. I'll see y'all then.